with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the
Okay, go ahead. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Dead Air Radio. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And a little bit of technical problems, but nothing to worry about. We've survived ghosts. We've survived goblins. We survived demons. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Dead Air Radio. Not that I know of. <laughs> oh yeah, I do because oh crap. Yeah, turn that off. <laughs> this is fun. Cool. All right, so we're working out a little bit of kinks here, no problem, because we've got a great show lined up for you today. We will be talking about the uh, stone projector, stone tape projector, or something to that effect. Uh, it's a thing that uh, was a, uh, a favorite of my uh, friend Richard Felix. And uh, Steve, you with me now? I am, and we need to get our guest in as well, don't we? Hello, everybody. I don't know what happened, but we're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what else is new? You know, this is paranormal. Everything happens. It's the voice of the dead. How are you, Ron? Good, good. I'm really excited because, you know, you will be here in a mere uh, month. For, yeah, in fact, as we speak, uh, four weeks today, we'll be on final approach. There you go. So that's that's uh, that will be fun, and it looks like we do have our guests with us now. Uh, Bump. Steve. Ron. Okay. Yeah, Tim, kill your video camera. You don't okay. need it. There we go. I don't want to look at your ugly mug for the entire radio show. There you go. <laughs> okay, join us, joining us now, why don't you do the introduction, Steve? Okay, uh, paranormal investigator from uh, middle of the Midlands in the UK, uh, Tim Wollens. And uh, for a long time, I've been hearing accounts of uh, a, a device called the Stone Tape Projector, um, which various claims have been made about and my old sparring partner and good friend Richard Felix has used it as part of his stage demonstrations and performance and it's always it's always 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 intrigued me this device because there's a lot of people you know uh, discuss the stone tape whether buildings and objects can record ghosts and apparitions um Tim I'm pleased to welcome is the inventor of the working stone tape projector as used by, by Richard in the Psychic and Science stage show. So hopefully, along with our listeners, I will also get to discover more about this intriguing device. Good evening, Tim. Good evening, Stephen. Good evening, Ronald. Are you well? Excellent. Ex in excellent health. 
you know, you know, I, I know Richard very, lo- very uh, for a very long time, and he's always been a big advocate of this uh, stone tape theory. And uh, so I understand that you have actually the device that that can create this actually that releases the. Uh, well, actually, I think we probably should start with what is stone tape theory. Um, the stone tape well, theory. I'll on that bit over to Steve. No, there's just a lot of banging. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people say, I mean, I, I guess it goes right the way back to, uh, I mean, I think it was possibly William Crooks uh, talked about the idea of place memory. Um, the idea was, was developed um, in various forms and has been suggested by different researchers over the years uh, and came together, I guess, in a, in a, uh, a BBC drama uh, entitled The Stone Tape, which uh, was written by the same author as uh, the Quatermass series. Um, now, those of you who know me know that I really don't think that this theory holds much water. Um, that The idea that... that rocks and buildings can record stuff you know these ideas that oh well it's got silica in it or it's got iron oxide which is the same stuff as they're using tape recorders um you know so therefore if it can record on a videotape or a tape recorder onto iron iron oxide or silica it can do the same uh, in a building well, i don't i don't subscribe to that idea but but a lot of people do and a lot of people have invested time and energy into exploring this idea. Um, but as I said, the most intriguing thing is this idea that somebody can build a device in order to, uh, is it visualize it, Tim, or, or project? It's, it's, visualizing it. it's, so, it's not as complicated as it actually sounds. Um, obviously, throughout your time, you've worked with the on the obvious and the other such devices, the ghost box and the geist box and other such things. All, all that basically is, is you, you're taking vibration from the atmosphere and turning it into sound. What I basically did was I turned a ghost box into something visual using plasma lighting or the such device, I, I used actually a police scanner to pick up on what sort of frequencies we were using at the time. I used plasma lighting and basically silica smoke to bring it all out to the atmosphere. Uh, okay, we've got a bit of a sound problem with your mic, but I can, I can hear you okay. There's a couple of things. Silica smoke... Uh, you're going to have to run that one by me. Yeah, that's I used, I used a, um, a, a standard smoke machine, but I actually added more of a basic of silica in it. Obviously, in the smoke device, you use silica in, in the smoke fluid. I just upped the amount that I was using to give a denser smoke using silica and visualised some of the pictures it, obviously a lot of it was always in the clouds okay um but I, do you know do you know tim i get the idea i think uh but then i i don't get the idea how are you i i 
how are you turning these apparent recordings from a solid structure into a visual projection into the into the smoke field? That's the bit. I was I was using. You see, it really does intrigue me. I'm just trying to get my head around it. <laughs> it it was it was tricky to begin with. What what I was first doing, I was plugging into the. Hello? From I, the directly into the box. Karen, um, we lost we lost you there for a minute. Lost me. Yeah, just 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 rewind a second, Tim. You, we uh, because I think if somebody's determined that we're not going to find out about this this device, but <laughs> just just well. yeah, just go again. I. It's how are you getting the sound out of the brick into the into the smoke? Using vibration cords. I was sending an electrical impulse into right. the brick. Okay. Receiving another impulse back from the brick. Right. Turning that electrical impulse into a frequency, which I okay. can then show visually via plasma lighting. Inside right. the smoke screen of silica. Okay, so just to clarify, uh, and because your microphone is, is uh, seems to be a bit of a problem, you're you're sending an electrical uh, you're sending an electrical impulse into the into the structure, yeah, which you are then picking up uh, a, a corresponding electrical impulse back from the structure, yeah, some form of electronic or electromagnetic echo, yeah, which you are then turning into an audio frequency I, I turned it from an audio frequency into a visual frequency and then you, so you've gone to audio frequency then to visual frequency yeah which you're then presumably modulating a laser or some sort of light effect that's yeah. being amplified by projected yeah. into the smoke is that correct that was it and if, if you look on, you'll see part of the actual research that I did was I used a recently deceased human, which I know, I know it sounds it, but I did have... Okay. So, <laughs> um, basically, I'm, it's, on, it's on YouTube, you're doing it. I went and found out what the actual electrical, what electrical current was coming from the recently deceased, Right. At the point, they'd only been dead sort of 30 minutes okay. um, from a, a very traumatic fall. Um, resonated through the cadaver what I okay. needed to get to actually get an electrical impulse out of it and thought, we'll try that. I mean, this is this is certainly the fringes of psychical research going on here. Um, I I know for certain that that would never get past an ethics committee um, it, measuring no. measuring the emitted uh, electric or electromagnetic frequencies of a recently deceased traumatic cadaver. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, to, I mean, I, I I'm I'm actually getting uh, it's pretty speechless because this this is way above and beyond anything i've i've encountered um in in modern psychical research so just out of curiosity because you know i i, I think a lot of people are now 
they're they've either switched off in their droves at the at the thought of measuring cadavers, or they're they're like me. They're going, well, what is the free, the resonant frequency or the emitted radio frequency of a recently deceased cadaver? As, so, so what's as the we, answer <laughs> for those know, who are still here? It's it's quite easy to I think it's it's quite easy to find out what your body actually gives out in like little pulse. Take a standard DC voltmeter. Put one put an earth in one hand and a live in the other hand, and just basically go about a, a usual task. And you will normally give out between zero point six and zero point one six. Um, zero point six to zero point what units? In these in volts. Oh, so so yeah. that's not frequency. We're measuring voltage. No, that, no that's not frequency. We're, we're measuring what voltage at the moment. It okay. Is. Okay. Then what you have to do is yeah. find out what sort of frequency wave, what, what static electricity frequency you've got from your own body. I mean, it's not really down to the state activity at all. It's, okay, well, it's of course, more, static electricity has no frequency whatsoever. That's no, it because it's static. Yeah, but okay. what you... What you I, I don't get the whole stone tape theory. You know, as it being silica, as it being this, as it being that. I think much of it is down to most people hear ghosts before they see them. Right. But I, if I can just ping you down, because I know I know there are some issues with the stone tape projector later, um, yeah. but I just want to try and get my head around the science of it first. And I want to know, I, I, for those who haven't switched off at the thought of measuring cadavers, <laughs> what actually is the voltage and frequency of a dead one? The vol- I mean, not the vol- you, have a, you can't have a living cadaver, but... The, vol- the voltage is still running through the person that was deceased for, the, I think, by the time I got to them, it was about 40 minutes. They were right. still giving out 0.3 volts. Right. So there were actually, there was actually still electrical current passing through the body. But the thing is, there will be, um, for, for reasons of biophysics, um, yes. because the body's, the body's still a functioning object, even though uh, technically, well, you know, to, to consciously it's dead and clinically it's dead, um, but yes. it's, still, it's still a functioning entity at a cellular level. Yeah. But also, because... And I'm sure everybody's done this with, with the car, the car radio antenna. If you stick your finger onto the antenna socket, you will improve the signal because we're basically a big wet bag of salty jelly, yeah. um, which is a great conductor of electricity anyway. So we will pick up sort of stray electrostatic electromagnetic fields um, and amplify them, or or you know. Uh, so that's that's hardly a surprise that there's still a voltage, yeah. but. All that said and done, I mean, that's, that's Ron. I mean, have you ever heard the like measuring cadavers and? Well, you know, why not? That's, I mean, it's it's another, you know, it hasn't been thought of. Why shouldn't we look at it? I mean, that's the way I look at. It. I mean, you, you know, of course, you have to dig up a body. That's all. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't dig a body. <laughs> I mean. When all, when all said and done, any sort of paranormal activity has to come from a deceased, or does it have to come from a deceased? Is the controversy over that as well? But you've, basically, to to make what people 
theory as a ghost or an entity, we start with a corpse. So I thought, start the research. I've spent years running around supposedly haunted houses and trying everything else. You've got to start back from the ground roots. But where did you get these corpses? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, we asked I, questions I, that nobody dare ask here. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say too much, but um, I did used to work for a... I, I was an ambulance driver. And that that <laughs> makes sense in a way. Okay, I understand that. And it, it, no, it wasn't ethical what I did, but I knew that the person that had died had got no family, no nothing else. And I, I don't whether that was the unethical bit or the unethical bit was that um, I videoed it and put it on YouTube. Did you, did you have your equipment with you at the time? I mean, or was it something that you came no, back for the do? No, I shot home and fetched it. But, I um, that's forward planning. Yeah. Huh. Well, I actually had it in my car outside. The, I, I shot back home, fetched the car after taking stuff home. I, I got it all loaded up and I shot back down to the funeral parlour and dealt with it. Once you had this frequency information, once you've got this sort of germ of, of, of an idea and, and the basic uh, idea of uh, voltages, um, how, how then did you go on to, to develop that with the stone tape projector? It, what was the next step then? The first time around, it, when, when the um, Saturn Science Show first started, I was given sort of 14 days to build something, which was pretty much impossible. Um, the, the way that I could do it straight away then, we, we built this huge machine that looked like a coffin. It was filled with basically a plasma television smoke unit and I used a radio frequency um, just to, to get some kind of picture build-up and it, it, it worked okay, it, it worked fine. I then moved on for the next series of shows, finding that if you use Bakelite, which is basically plastic lead into it, um, I used an, an old voltmeter from the 1950s that was made out of Bakelite and I could, I could get better frequencies running through that because I was getting no outside in, in, interference in it. Uh -huh. um, I don't want to go too deep into what I actually built because, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I, I don't... No, I think, but we can, I'm, I, I, you don't mind us discussing the principles? No, not at all. No, no, no. that's fine. Um, the principle being... The, the, ob the obvious that um, many, many people use on the ghost box is basically, God, God rest them, but with people that have had throat cancer and they have the voice box in the front of their throat. That's the basics behind an obvious. And I used one of those that transferred all frequencies over so that it was more of a visual item. Um, I, tr I tried everything. I've got an electronic metronome to try and, you know, sort of pulsate through what was going through the atmosphere. Many of the times we hadn't actually got, when we were doing the shows, many of the times it wasn't in a haunted building. And we actually did better with a, a real skull as a trigger object than we ever did with anything else. Whether that's the 
whether that's the silica build up inside the skull or there's also the crystal melody behind the skulls. There's so many different things. It, it had gone way beyond what my meager mind could figure out, if you get me. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we, we did use a lot of dead people. And, um... <laughs> the, the, the idea of the, the stone tape projector, of course, was it was primarily for uh, a public performance, wasn't it? In order to visualise... It was, yeah. Yeah, we... for, for the uh, Psychic and Science stage shows. It was, now, yes. You built, you, you actually created this technology, I understand, and then built the, the working uh, prototype, the, 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 the final developed versions, is that correct? I did, yeah. Um, it started out myself and a friend of mine, Simon Rennie, Simon Reynolds, who he was chief electrician and electronics engineer for Nottingham Council. Right. Myself, I'm an expert in automotive electronics. And used to run doing ghost nights and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember, I remember. And uh, many, many years ago, I was a domestic appliance engineer, which is where I learned the rest of the electronics part. But uh, yeah, it, it was all built first off. I was given like 14 days. I was, I was told about this show that we were going on tour and everything else, and it was a little bit this and I was given sort of 14 minutes to build it. And for the first year, we, we went up and down the uh, highways and byways in an old transit van with a coffin in the back full of electronics. <laughs> well, having, having ascertained at least a knowledge of the basic principles behind it and the fact that we're, we are, we've identified that you're the designer and builder of this amazing sounding uh, device we've got an ad break to come up but then i understand uh it all started to go a little bit wrong and i think we'd i'd like to touch on that as we come back after the ad break if that's all right tim no problem, well, yeah, no problem. actually i would like to hear a little bit more about the results of this this uh machine yeah. in action so I, i'd like to talk about that first if you don't mind steve but no no, no problem no problem yeah, we, still, we still have another minute so anyways before we get it so um why a coffin? Why why we end up with it in a coffin? That was that was just it. it. There was no significance behind the coffin whatsoever. It, it all started. We, we needed a box. We needed. We were asked for something that was pretty steampunkish, something that looked like it came out of Marty McFly's workshop. And yeah. I basically had the great idea to build this coffin so that you could open it up on stage and out should in theory, come a ghost. Um, in all fairness, it looked fantastic on the roof rack of my Merc driving around. <laughs> which is why we transferred to a van, because we were getting some weird looks. Um, okay, uh, we but, actually have to take a break right now, so you hold that thought and we'll go back to the... No problem. Oh, well, yeah, listen to Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. 
Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. All in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. International here on Togginet, Para X, Ghost Channel, and beyond with New England's very own, the aged but delectable Van Helsink, and me, Mr. Parascience Steve Parsons, here in good old U, U of K. Um, and we've got tonight's uh, guest. We're learning about the stone tape projector with its inventor, Tim Woolens, mm-hmm. um, up in Derbyshire. The guy who who turned the voice the recorded voices of the dead uh into images for the living by measuring cadavers how cool is that um so ron you wanted to ask tim about the results yeah right i mean you did you did use this in a, in a uh, theater uh setting with a lot of people there and uh what type of results did you get with it or did you get any I was actually looking during the break then. Up. Let me let me keep going. I did actually get a, a full-blown apparition standing behind the machine, um, live on stage. I was just trying. What was that that we could see? Yeah, 
Yeah, I was, I was going to try and send it straight across to uh, Steve, if I, if I can find it in my pictures. Uh, how are you going to send it to me? I'll send it to you via Facebook, if I can. Oh, oh good. You can just post that right on our page, Steve. That's, that's great. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, this is really interesting. And, uh, you know, I, I'm dabbling with this. Uh, and, and, I mean, who well, gave you? You mentioned cadavers as well. Well, not quite cadavers. <laughs> no, no, no. I, but I just, you know, uh, uh, DNA uh, on a cellular level, uh, that's, I mean, that's kind of what I was dealing with. So, uh, whatever. Um, okay. But. I think it's intriguing, and and I would love to see this this thing at work. But um, the the only thing that really kind of like um, I guess it's I'd say annoy me, but it's the use of a plasma ball. I, I I'm not quite sure why the plasma ball. The the plasma ball was more for energy than anything else. It wasn't actually used as it it wasn't something there. As just a, a visual sort of setup, it, it was more used to gain energy. Um, so, I mean, thing, why, why not a band the graph generator rather than a plasma ball? I, I tried a van de graph and it, it, it just wasn't it wasn't working properly for me. Okay. Um, okay. We used the plasma ball and basically got the, the power coming through from that, and it was working I, so better. On a physics level, I have a problem there uh, because a plasma ball, of course, is a sealed vacuum container. So how, and a, and a Van de Graaff generator uh, is an unsealed device that, that right. generates an electrostatic charge, an electromagnetic char- discharge uh, into the air. So how did you get the energy out of the plasma ball? Because that's a sealed vacuum container. Surely, um, the, surely the Van de Graaff would be better to my physics to my physics way of thinking. I was using the build-up on the outside static electricity. Okay, okay. And turning that into... I'm, I'm uh, so you had some sort of you had some sort of pickup device on the outside of the plasma ball, is that right? I did. Okay. So we've, we've got this... We're just waiting for it to come across, this full-blown apparition that appeared in front of uh, presumably a crowded, a crowded theatre. Yeah. About 500 people. Well, if if that if I mean that that would be a paranormal event of quite some magnitude, um, you know, five hundred witnesses all seeing the same thing at the same time. Um, uh, uh, I was going to say a living apparition, but a full apparition. How come this this hasn't sort of rocketed round the world of psychical research as being the breakthrough experiment with the breakthrough result? A ghost appears in front of 500 people. I mean, you know, I know Richard, and he, he's a publicity, uh, you know, one-man publicity machine. This this would have made the front pages of every newspaper from here to Beijing. He did try, but um, the guy, I, I actually took, it took me quite a while to get this picture and what I'm about to do I'm just sending it to you now I had to actually get this picture I know but I mean this week this week we had a picture of 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 some you know flotsam and jetsam in Loch Ness it's gone right round all the uh, all the newspapers syndicated as you know Nessie surfaces again a real ghost in front of 500 independent witnesses that's shattering yeah I don't know if you, you should have the picture now. I've just just arriving now, yeah. 
Uh, I actually have a question from uh, CC in the uh, chat room from PowerX, and she wants to know, how do we know it wasn't like uh, crowd uh, hypnosis, uh, you know, uh, the apparition, you know, was, you know. Because we, we actually photographed all of them. We, we got things, live on stage, we got people, as we were on stage with the machine running, we got oh. people in, in theatre who were just crashing away on the mobile phone cameras. They were taking photos, they were taking cameras with them, they were doing whatever they could. The photo that I've, I've currently sent you, that wasn't, it wasn't a brilliant photo compared to what it was, but Richie Ross, that was the original producer of the show, he was videoing all the, basically videoing all the shows. And then, I don't know if you know about some of the controversy, but he actually did a runner without paying anybody, and he took some of the tapes with him. Um, in fact, he took all the tapes with him, never released them to anybody. He got DVDs from every single show. Um, he closed the website down, which had got all the pictures on it that people had, um, people had made of the show. But it, it was, although it, it was supposed to be a massive publicity thing, we had no actual control over the photographs that were being taken by people outside of it. That's where we were a bit stumped. Yeah, absolutely. But, I would be stunned too. I mean, I mean, I just checked on the internet and it's showing three more shows for this year. I mean, is is the show still running? It it is, yeah. Um, I mean, that that's another part of the controversy that we've got at the moment. I've, I've, I've sort of I've not come on just to bad mouth what they what they're doing and such like, but it is now down to it's no longer the the, the machines no longer on stage with them. I've got the machine myself, and as far as, they're, as far as they're concerned, I've wrecked it. They think I've pulled it all apart. Um, one of the problems that we've got now is, and I, I felt that I've sort of been dumped on from quite a, a high level, they decided that they didn't want to pay me for going. Um, so they've now got a guy running around with a bulb, um, basically a plasma bulb, running around in between the smoke and they're taking photos of that. So it, it's, you know, it's, it's never going to work. It is basically now Elvis in the clouds, so there's nothing more to it. But, um, Obviously, my research wants to go on, but they decided to be on my back that they would um, copyright the machine, not in my name. But there was quite a bit of controversy went off. So, I, I think that's the, the danger is getting a bit rambly, but essentially, you invented this machine. Yeah. And then... At some point, what you gave them the co you assigned the copyright to Psychic and Science, or that they took it from you, or or that's the bit. And also, I'm I'm I've sent Ron, I've sent you the link to the photo because I'm seeming to have trouble cutting and pasting it into uh, the Ghost Chronicles Facebook page at the moment. But sorry, Tim, you were saying about the the problems you were having with uh, Spirit um, Psychic and Science. Um, I, I, nothing really happened. I've died. 
I went on all the shows, I, I did all the work with them, I went to all the radio, I went to all the radio shows. Um, I'll, I'll be quite honest with you, I was getting £50 in my expenses for each show. And I was being told, oh, we, we're going to do the show abroad, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do the fair with us. Um, so the new, I, I travelled down to Cornwall for the last one. Um, stayed over, there, there was nothing really said about what was going off in the next lot of shows. Next thing I know, I go on to the, I go on to the Psychic Consignment site, find out that there's a load of shows all booked for the rest of the year, and they're just not saying anything to me. Um, obviously, I've made DVDs and stuff like that with Richard. I don't, I, I don't know what happened. I, I sent him an email asking what was going off. No one replied to me. It, it was just one of those things, basically. Did did it come to a point? I mean, I'm not I'm not going to pull them down too much, but it doesn't seem like anybody in there is actually interested in finding ghosts. They're more interested in the showman side of it. And to me, that's that's wrong because people that go to a psychic and science, they want to see a psychic on stage and the scientific results behind it. Actually, what you just said is pretty controversial stuff. That they're more interested in the showmanship than the than than actually portraying uh, real investigations. Is that is that what you actually said? Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying, well, I mean, is that really surprising? Because let's be honest, Psychic and Science is a stage show. and It is, yeah. It one is. would expect it is primarily for entertainment. But Yeah, I mean, it, I, 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 know, I know your opinion on Psychics as well, and, and mine's pretty much the same. You know, it is. Why? Why do they come into a stage? If, if, if the spirit's so interested in talking to Mabel, why doesn't he walk along and say, Hi, I, I'm, I'm Terry, I'm the brother, I died in 1963. It's Mabel's door, she's sitting in row three, seat 4A sort of thing, instead of just coming up behind somebody and going, which is, you know, it never made sense to me. I was... I was really excited by the whole prospect for the stuff of psychic and science, and it, it, it was great because it could fight beyond the battles of needing to take a psychic with you on a ghost event. You, you could find the truth out. It, it did just get very, it all got very bitter straight after it. it the whole money thing got involved in it. It got very bitter, and it, it's gone for me now. I, I want to move on and do real investigation. So, what what's the future of the Stone Tape Projector then? It's, I'm waiting to sort of. I need more premises to go and look at. I need somebody like yourself, Steve. Somebody that I'm, I'm working with that that's got in most of the things more knowledge than myself because I can't go any further with it until I can get that extra, you know, putting two heads together mm -hmm. will find something extra. You know, I, you know, Tim, I, I would really, and I think, I think Steve would, would go on with, along with me on this. I would really love to do a remote 
uh, you know, trial of this uh, device uh, if you're interested in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Absolutely love to. It's, it's like, I mean, I've, I've met Steve, I've, I've seen Steve work before. He's a fantastic, but very, very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Very knowledgeable. Yeah, I mean, that's a good thing between him. I mean, Steve is extremely grounded, and, and I'm more, uh, let's just more open than he is. Oh. So uh, it, it works out well. Um, but I, I think that would be a, a great opportunity for you and for us as well to uh, see, you know, what can be done with this uh, device. I'm certainly intrigued by it. There's no doubt about it. Um, We we didn't have any luck with the, uh, oh, I guess. Yes, we have. We've just, just managed uh, courtesy of some, some, uh, we we managed to get it down from my mobile site, uh, beamed it across to um, Norrie, who's now managed to get it up onto the Ghost Chronicles International page. So the apparition picture uh, has, is now available uh, via a bit of a con- a bit of a convoluted route, but we managed to get it on. Um, I, I I do like this idea of putting this device to the test because Ron, you know that um, I've I've uh, over various shows talked about the this idea of the stone tape, the water right. tape, this recording thing, and this is the first. I, I, actually, it's not ASAP, uh, a, a British research group, the Association for the Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena, did try some experiments in a haunted pub oh well over 10 years ago where they they stuck electrodes into the walls to try and uh, gain back the recorded spirits yeah well um, that's not quite the same thing not quite the same thing at all but this is the first device that uh, i've come across in recent times that purports to um be able to project apparitions of the de- of the dead Right. Um, well, to I mean, the living big theory. I mean, you've got to understand if you're going to first needs- of all, if you embrace the stone tape theory for what it is, then you actually have to reverse engineer it. And this is kind of what Tim's doing. It, it, you know, how does that memories or energy get into wherever it's being stored? And then you reverse that engineering and, and release it the same way. So that I mean, that I understand that. So I, I think I would love to to uh, put this to the test remotely. Of course, um, uh, maybe uh, I don't know how far you are from him, uh, Steve, but maybe that's something that you could be there, and I could be uh, on another side of the the pond, and uh, we could. You know, I give... think it's something we could certainly put together for for twenty fourteen. Um... Oh. I think, yeah, I think we could certainly do something. Uh, and and I, for one, you know, l- let's test a device. Let's, you know, it's it's a very interesting set of claims that that, that Tim's making. Um, <clears throat> and it's, you know, if the device has been, uh, you know, now cast aside and it was built for for the purposes of a stage show. Um, yeah, but that doesn't bother me. I mean, cause, and, I no, mean, no, no. I'm just saying. Uh, and the claims that it's, it's it would be a shame to waste the effort that yeah. Tim put in. And if if as if as uh, uh, you know, the evidence is on the Ghost Chronicles page. Five hundred people sat there while the device produced an apparition. Then mm-hmm. I, for one, want to see this device. Right. So I, I mean, I want to tell you something which was really interesting. You know, you know about uh, newborn uh, and not. Uh, incubators right for for newborns i did, i know a fair bit about them yeah yeah okay do you know when this first came out it was unaccepted by the the medical community 
And what happened is the inventor of this device actually brought it to a sideshow. And this was set up with preemies in it. And uh, that is how it it got its start. It took over 10 years of this device in a sideshow where he saved over 5,000 babies that were not uh, being, uh, that would have been given up on uh, without this device. And, and then it became accepted. So, uh, yeah, so this device was designed for a, a show, but it doesn't mean... Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm just saying that, that now the, the show is sort of cast it aside... Uh, it would be a shame that if, if it just went into some storage cupboard and never never saw the light of day again. Okay, so um, you, when you and I come over, when you come over here in, in a in a, uh, a month right now yeah. for spirit quest and, and the other things, then uh, you and I will sit down and we'll talk. And, and uh, Tim, uh, if mm-hmm. you're still interested, we would love to do this. I, I I'm really right. excited. Yeah, be great. <laughs> I mean, in theory, what we have here is medieval CCTV. If it works, if, if, it, if it is not just Elvis in the cloud. Um, I mean, as you, as you say, with the incubators and stuff like, the theory being, if, obviously I'd love to do this with Steve because of his knowledge, the theory is we could come up with something that could solve every single murder ever committed where you can walk into a room where somebody's been murdered. Well, psychics have been trying to solve murders for, well, for the last well, 150 years. Yeah. Wait a minute, we're jumping way over there. This is it's not going to happen probably, because we don't even know what memories or what things are score, stored in uh, stone tape if, if it does exist. I mean, it could be just fleeting moments, and not every murder would certainly be uh, incorporated in stone tape. So, I mean, the theory is good, and, and, and I'm not trying to discourage you, but, uh, you know, we have to look at the limitations of what it is. And, and oh, maybe, let's, yeah. let's not look at the limitations until – I don't think we can look at the limitations really? of any vice until we understand what it's doing. Oh, there you go. That's true. That's true, because, Steve. I stand, I stand corrected. You know, we, it might it, – it, and until we look at it, then effectively it has to be it, it, it's Schrodinger's cat. It's 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 almost limitless, isn't it? We don't know what static, we don't know what it is, we don't know what it's capable of doing, and so right. to impose any form of limits on it would really blinker any any objective look uh, that we took of the machine. So when when I come over in four weeks, um, I think yeah, we'll sit down, we'll come up with something. I'll come back, I'll get in touch with Tim. And we'll do something um, live and we'll do something on the internet so that not just you and I get to experience it, but we'll try and get as many people involved as we possibly can. I will absolutely – I will get a a station to carry this so that it will be a podcast for why. Well, I say that's something we can certainly put together and I think ought to be put together for next year. Um, it's an it's an extraordinary claim, uh, but it's a claim that's that that we you know we can examine, and that we can we can look at, um, and we can share that 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 investigation experience. That sounds fantastic to me. And like I say, I'd, I'd wanted you on board ever since the, the thing, first day I started it, and uh, <clears throat> the thing is, though, wouldn't the stone tape projector kind of make me- mediums redundant, though? Yes. 
<laughs> I'm not imposing limits on the on the machine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying if if uh, if if it could do, you know, I mean, what can it do? What can't it do? We don't know. But how do mediums react to it? Um, you know, with this sort of potential of being made um, redundant. I, w- I went across. Um, I was working with Michaela Strachan on one of the shows. I forget the name of the TV program, but she had a, a, a medium with her called Maddie Mitch, and she she was saying to me, "What did I want to get out of it?" And I said, "Basically, I would love to prove a medium right by saying, right, you're talking to this character we can't see. Now, if I can put the character in front of you and you can have a conversation with them, that's fantastic." Um, she was. Embracing that, she did embrace it. Derek, you know, he, he was a bit, oh yeah, I, I can see this and I can see that. I thought, well, I can't, you know, I'm, it's, it's not, I'm, I'm no medium, I'm more of a large, but I definitely <laughs> couldn't, I couldn't work with Derek on it because you, you need a, a fledgling medium, somebody that, that I don't know. I've not tried to work with mediums on it. It it is, to me, a sign. So this is a device that's working independently of any... Because a lot of of people say, um, when when they work with the Ovilus, with the Ghost Box, uh, even with thermal imaging cameras, I've heard it said, that the best results are obtained by people who are are sensitive or a medium is because they draw the spirits towards them. But what you're saying is, in actual fact... Wait a minute, that could be part of our experiment, though. Uh, We can certainly... Yeah, but Tim's actually saying this device operates independently of mediumship. Yeah, I understand that. You turn it on and it just does its job. But wait a minute, I understand that, but didn't you just tell me there are no boundaries so we can... No, there are no boundaries. We should try both ways, absolutely. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I'm not not setting boundaries. I'm merely saying that uh, with a lot of pieces of technology, the claim is made that the technology is is dependent upon a medium or a sensitive operating the equipment. Right, right, right. But what Tim is saying, which is interesting, is that his equipment is independent of mediums and well, sensitives. Well, it should be that way, as far as I'm concerned. Otherwise, you, you, you've uh, tainted the uh, results. Uh, and, yeah, but uh, it's not many people will claim that. Most people claim that they need to be. You know, when they, when, when they get the, the ghost box and it's not working very well and they always fall back on the, oh, well, it's because... Uh, you know, when we do it, we have a medium doing it. When you do it, you're just a sceptical scientist, so you're going to get nothing. Um, that's you know that's that's commonly offered forward by people. But what Tim is saying is, it doesn't matter. We'll just plug it in and switch it on. And right, but that's what he's saying. He doesn't yeah. know 100 sure that the, the, the addition of a good medium might. Uh, enhance the operation or might that's right and the addition the addition of you know garlic butter and and uh, you know 200 degree oven would enhance many a good medium but what what you've got to look at is it, it's like satellite navigation you don't need to know the way to get where you're going I'm sorry. You, you have a machine that tells you exactly what to do all well, I'm we have a machine telling us what to do now because we're running out of time rapidly. <laughs> all, I, all I'm saying is that it's something we should definitely look at. Uh, definitely. We should look at it both ways. And, uh, you know, we, we definitely want to document this. We, we definitely want our, do- 
T's crossing our eyes dotted. So uh, I, I'm really excited about this, Tim, by the way, and, and I'm glad you're open to the uh, possibilities of it. Thank you, Ron. Fantastic. And, and well, some of these, our, I our machine is telling us that we're running out of time, Rob. Yeah, I know. We've got about a minute left. So that, that's, <laughs> uh, it, it was interesting, Tim. I, I appreciate it. I mean, there were some tough questions, and, and you handled them pretty well. And uh, uh, Steve can't get over to the cadavers, but that's him. He's a little. I can. Hunt. I've got over. <laughs> no, I've got a, I, I can't say that. You can't say I've got over plenty of cadavers. Um, that <laughs> sounds wrong. But it, as, as a former nurse, of course, I don't have an issue with, the, with uh, cadavers. Yeah, I um, it's just it's just a line of research that you don't often come up against. You know this idea of, uh, I mean, in the early psychic early psychical research, people did actually conduct research weighing weighing uh, people at the point of death and weighing bodies. Dr. McDonald did them. that in Haverhill. And Dr. That's right. That's right. That was a hundred years ago. Yes, yeah, so maybe we we just kill more people on ghost hunts. Well, maybe we can do that. I don't know. We'll try it. Maybe we can get a volunteer. I know someone I'm thinking of volunteering right now. <laughs> I, I have always thought about doing the, the whole being shot back to life. I well, I hate to tell you, but uh, Tim, we're actually on the out now. I, I can't hear the tunes, but I've been told that they are now playing, so we have to say goodbye to you. I guess Thanks, it's Tim. been Tim Woodlands. Thank you so much, Tim. And Thanks again. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us Good Lord.